Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Guys Night Podcast. On episode 23, the guys discuss concussions and head injuries in sports, serial killers in pop culture, and the new House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones prequel. We hope you guys enjoy. Let's roll. Guys Night. Guys Night. The Guys Night Podcast starts in 3, 2, 1. Today we got a yeah, small amount of people today. It's just myself, Jake, and uh, Greg. Greg, how's it going? I'm, I'm doing good. You'd think we'd have more people uh, on this podcast. Not outsiders, but at least just the guys that usually, or I shouldn't even say usually, the guys that you'd think would be on the show. Yeah, we all like to pop up every once in a while. Sometimes we got shit going on, but then sometimes some people got some crappy excuses. I'll tell you that right now. They act like working is a good excuse. Oh, that's my excuse usually. (laughs) It's all good. All right. So today I figured, you know, usually we're very lighthearted, but I think today we we start with a little something a little more serious. Um, So for all of our listeners and everybody, I'm not sure how many people follow football here, but uh, the other week uh, quarterback to it, I got to say this right, to it, Tang Viola, to it, Tang Viola. Something like that. I think you're <laughs> close. You're definitely closer than I would be able to do if I were to just try and say it without looking at it. Tua Tago Viola. Okay, I think that's right. Yep. So on last Thursday, he suffered a, a horrible concussion. Uh, he got hit and his hands got curled up into very awkward, weird angles, kind of contorted in a way. Um, and he had to get stretched off the field so much so, not even just put on a cart. He got put on a stretcher. He got put on a net. He got his neck stabilized. He he really got hit hard. Got taken to the hospital. Had to get all evaluated. So thankfully, he didn't lose feeling in, in his extremities. He was able to go home with the team that night. But that also raised the question of simply, why was he playing? Yeah. Because the previous week, he got hit. And when he was trying to get up and walk off the field, kind of collapsed. He literally couldn't keep his feet going. Yeah, that's, that's like a uh onlookers like first sign of that guy has a concussion exactly so what the dolphins do is you know they everyone can see it just like you said it's obvious this kid's got a concussion this kid needs to be taken out of game needs to be evaluated he should not be let back in yeah so what happens he goes back into the game the dolphins say that it's a back injury now i have a fucked up back it's well known amongst our group i have a really bad back I've never nothing like that. There's no no way a back injury does something like that to you. I'm not a doctor. Yep. But like, I feel like if you're gonna have a back injury, stuff is just gonna stop working. Exactly. You wouldn't be able to get up. Like, yeah, you're not gonna get up. You're not going to have that. uh, uh, I don't want to call it a hand injury because it's not a hand injury, but the way his hands were after he got hit. Well, that was so. That was obviously the concussion. Uh, yes. I'm talking about the week, the week prior. The week prior, I'm saying, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, beyond that. But like, you don't have a back injury, and then like, you like go all wobby. You're just gonna, no. you're gonna stay down. You're gonna go like, limp, or your you're legs, gonna sit there and hold. Your them. legs aren't gonna work at all. Uh, your yeah. arms aren't gonna work at all. That's probably more of like a neck injury. But you're gonna have some, I would assume, some sort of paralysis. Not just like, oh yeah, he can't walk straight. Yeah, this isn't a field sobriety test. Yeah, it's like I, I've seen, like never, in, I've never seen anything. I played 
contact sports and so have you greg we both played very physical sports growing up i've seen some bad injuries i've seen people snap their legs pretty much uh Mm -hmm. bone sticking out i've seen people get knocked unconscious i myself have been knocked unconscious um but i've never seen someone in their hands contort like that just start twisting around i know the first thing that was reported was oh my god he broke both his hands no there's no way you break your hands like that unless like you were holding an m80 and it went off yep and then on top of that the only injury i saw i was thinking about today actually the only injury i've ever seen that was very similar to that was when wayne kribet's career ended uh do you remember wayne kribet all-time jet yes yeah so he was it was a game i think it was 2005 it was a game against the san diego Chargers, and he got hit and while his hands didn't contort he somehow managed to catch the football. He held on to the football. When they took the ball, his hands, his 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 hands stayed in the position where they were holding the football. Like they had right. to pull it out. And his hands were just still standing there, like sitting there like that. People can't see, but I'm holding up my hands, like I'm holding a football. Yeah. And you could see the blank stare on his eyes. I remember they they showed him the jumbotron, just thousand yard stare, nothing going on up there. Uh, but it just it just it goes back to this this issue with football and concussions and how. They're not only are they underreported, it's like teams don't care because it, it, it's all about money. They don't care about these guys' personal safety. And, you know, it is the worst injury you can get. People will say blowing out a knee is the worst thing that could happen, you know, minus paralysis or death. But, you know, concussion, as it's proven, that can have long term light your Hell yeah. for the rest of your life. Hell yeah. That's this, this, these brain injuries that these guys endure, um, not, and they're not getting like one or two like you may see one or two on a certain player in the nfl but that's probably not the first concussion they've had in their entire life especially yeah. if they've been playing the game for the past 15 years yeah playing it since middle school or even uh before that you know like peewee leagues like these kids are just hitting them hitting each other on the heads all the time yeah and that used to be like status quo for football yeah i remember um you never played high school football, but we had a, a drill. I'm sure. You, have you ever heard the term Oklahoma's? Yeah. Yeah. It's literally running, running each other full face speed. first into each other. You're running yeah. into each other full speed, and you're just crushing each other. And there are so many times that I've seen people do that, including myself. Get up and you're wobbly. And yeah. what do you do? You go to the back of the line. Mm-hmm. You get ready to do it again. You waited for your next turn. You shook it off. Yep. And it's not good. I'm not justifying it because. You know, I've been asked a question a few times because of my love for football. You know, if I'm blessed to have kids one day and I have a son or sons, would I let them play football? And I honestly don't know. I mean, I never I never played football. I don't have a, a affinity for football, whether playing or watching. Uh, but me, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't risk it. There's there's there's. Yeah. There's, there's just too much going on and too much like too much risk involved just for your own life, your own well-being to be battering your body like that. I'm not going to tell them not to do other things like they're they're going to do other forms of athletics. And obviously some of them will be contact sports, but not something where it's just like a blatant disregard for uh, your own body. And then other people are going to have a disregard for your body when they are telling you that to walk it off or get back in the game or whatever. Yeah. Like it, it's something that I've heard a lot, walk it off, shake it off. Yeah. You know, it's, I've, I've had that in like other instances where it's yeah. like, 
like uh like a, a collision where it's like you get knocked down or whatever you get get back up and i'm all for that but if it's a head injury it's not just like something you shake off yeah gotta get checked out yeah um and have so like i know i i, I was knocked unconscious in playing lacrosse mm-hmm. um i got it, it wasn't even during the game it was pregame I got, uh, I was going, but you play lacrosse, you know, yep. going behind the net, having a catch with the other defenders. Cause that, that was my position. And the coach took a whip practice shot at the goalie. And of course it was the soft shot. It was a whip shot. I got dinged right in the head. Um, honestly, I'm lucky I was wearing a helmet. If I wasn't wearing a helmet, God knows. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I could have died. Um, and next thing I know, I woke up, I was on the ground. It, it was heard the, a loud crack and I was on the ground. I woke up to everyone standing over me. And what happened? I didn't play for the first half of the first quarter and then i played the entire game yeah and i could say it was probably the dumbest thing one of the dumbest things i've ever done i'm probably sure you were loosely monitored like someone probably came over to you like oh hey jake how you doing are you you good to go yeah i think i'm pretty good coach like yeah i think i can play and then you go out there and just like all right no big deal kids fine exactly and then i had my parents were there you know watching the game and then my aunt and uncle decided to surprise me and they came and and my parents had asked me during the game, or my, my parents were asked during the game, is Jake all right? There's something off about him. We've seen him play lacrosse before. He's always all over the field. You know, for a big guy, I was always really spry on my feet, particularly in lacrosse. But I guess I was just. It was probably around. visible. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go on a limb here and say there's no game tape of it. But like, I'm sure no. if you were to watch it, you'd be like, yeah, that's like, if we're going to compare these two games of me playing, that's the one where I have a brain injury. Yep, exactly. And it's and it could be like, yeah, a concussion. Obviously, you were knocked unconscious. It's still pretty fucking serious stuff. Yeah, exactly. And you know, luckily I've been okay. You know, I I get migraines, but I figure the migraines genetic. I've I've had MRIs done, and luckily nothing is visible. Yeah, that doesn't mean I don't have CT. Unfortunately, CT is something that you can't figure out until afterwards. Yeah, but you know, I'm still going strong, thankfully. And I I know you 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 played rugby. Has there been any instances of you getting hit and feeling like so, uh yeah go ahead funny 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 enough um there was one instance in a game where i took myself out and yeah. that was only and it wasn't a head injury it was like a like i went to tackle somebody and i guess the way i tackled with my right shoulder right arm like mm-hmm. i gave myself like a dead arm yep but i was like i can't move my arm right now it's like when you fall asleep, like your arm falls asleep yep but then there was one time where we used to uh used to go into the gym at school and we would just basically do like calisthenics and like conditioning. So just basically wind sprints, mm-hmm. shuttle runs, uh, burpees, jumping jacks, push-ups, sit-ups, all that stuff. Um, yep. But we were doing like wind sprints and like we would do it where you'd like, yeah, you run half court back, full court back. And then like the next person goes, so it's my turn. I'm going, I'm running to the full court line. And like, as I'm getting there, like I'm head over heels falling. Mm-hmm. So I'm falling forward and I fall into the wall, which was padded, which was yeah. fine. Yeah. I remember the old gymnasium. Um, yeah. Every school had that blue padding all the way around. Yep. Um, but I fell into that and like, I just fell on the ground and I just laid there and I was like, I know, like, not that like I knew I had like a head injury. Mm-hmm. but like I knew I wasn't getting back up like I'm okay like yeah just tell the next person to go I'm just gonna <laughs> lay here for a minute don't mind me and like 
nobody checked on me. There was no someone flashing a light in my eyes. Yeah. It was just those, like my friends drove my car home and then followed behind. Um, another thing was like, oh, don't don't let him fall asleep. He's got to stay awake, which apparently is like a total falsehood. Yeah, no, I don't know wh- where people got that from. I, I don't, I don't know either, but work. apparently I learned that recently. That's like an old wives' tale of not letting the person that just got banged on the head to fall asleep. It's not the worst thing in the world. They still just got to be monitored. Yeah, they could um, be afraid that the brain's going to swell while they're asleep. But yeah, that's. But I would say that's only if someone's in the hospital. But that was the worst I've had. Luckily, with rugby, there's a lot. Um, it's a lot more controlled mm-hmm. uh, when it comes into terms of two players coming into contact. Yeah. One player obviously making the tackle. Um, you can't go tackle up high. It's got to be like below the shoulders. Uh, you have to make an attempt to wrap your arms around the other players. So you can't just throw your body into them while you're running full speed. You have to have, there's form to it yeah. um, to make a proper tackle. Um, and obviously if you don't do that, it's a penalty and the, the other team keeps the ball. Uh, so I think rugby players are technically a little more protected when it comes to that. Uh, whereas football players, it's run as fast as you can into that guy and knock him off his feet. doesn't matter how you do it. Just get him to stop running. Well, it's like now they've just started really penalizing injury hits to the head. It's it's something that they didn't do. I remember you probably remember jacked up. Mm-hmm. ESPN, like in the mornings on Sunday mornings for a game, they would literally just show people getting knocked unconscious yeah. during games, like yeah. religiously. And I used to love watching it too. Every, right. Like everybody else. It's, it's highlights. It's, it's big hits. Um, it's, it's always going to be a part of the highlight reel, obviously um, defensive highlight reels. Yeah. But now it's, now it's, it has to be, cause you can't, yeah. you can't, knowing this stuff you can't send these guys out onto the field unfortunately they did that in Tua's case uh they sent them back out and it only got worse and it wasn't any fault of his own it was just the nature of the game he got he got sacked he was forcefully taken to the ground and it messed him up big time yeah and it wasn't like it was an illegal hit it wasn't like the guy intentionally drove into his head he just pulled him down to the ground and the way he pulled it down and yeah the 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 motion he went was kind of like a whiplash and he got yep. hit slammed into the ground. And that's, that's all it takes is once you get one yeah. concussion, like I said, that's probably not his first. He's probably had numerous cushions before, maybe minor, maybe major. You never know. Yep. Um, but they're going to happen again and they're going to be, it's going to take less to make another one happen. So in speaking of that, making, making it less for another one to happen and take and trying to do better for the player's sake, I was reading an article uh, the other day and it was actually about, it was about the quarterback to attack uh, tag of Oloa. And is there some sort of, you know, after effect going on because on last Sunday, right after all the criticism that the Miami dolphins and the NFL rightfully so got for him playing at least 12 players were taken out of the games because of concussion protocols. Whereas the previous week, only three players were benched because of concussion protocols. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 
No, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not a tinfoil hat guy. But, no, but is there yeah. is there some sort of uh, correlation there? Yeah, is it Absolutely. is it causation or correlation? That's the whole thing. Like, is this event caused by that, or is it just it correlates because that's the the same kind of realm it's living in in terms of concussion protocol? See, no, I think it's the former. I think I, it's causation. I, I think. think it's causation where it's like, yeah. oh, should we fucked up on that one? Let's uh, let's make sure these guys aren't too bad, and let's yeah. let's make sure they can play. But in all honesty, I don't think it necessarily needs to be like a team doctor or a league doctor or coach. Um, I think a lot of these guys need to reconsider what they're doing and how they're doing it. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I think the league itself should be coaching better ways to tackle like like rugby does, where it's there's got to be some sort of rules around um, coming into contact. Because while the equipment does get better and it keeps players safer, it kind of makes them, gives them a feeling of like invincibility because, oh yeah, yeah, this, this technology is keeping me, keeping me going. I just have to watch out for my knees or my ankles or whatever. Yeah. Um, But yeah, the pads are going to protect my shoulders. My helmet's going to protect my head. We're we're all good there. No big deal. But they really need to reconsider uh, what they're doing. And even the doctor came out and said, like in a public statement, I think, came out and said, uh, my advice to him is, it's time. You've suffered severe long-term permanent brain damage. He yeah. seized. If you love your life, if you love your family, you love your kids, if you have kids, it's, it's time to gallantly walk away, go find something else to do. Uh, and I couldn't agree more. If you're going to have that sort of uh, brain injury now, you're going to be walking around with a walker or in a wheelchair or something in not like late in life sooner rather than later yeah i mean look at and this obviously happened to him as an old man but look at muhammad ali like right do you right. do you want to be like that and uh, he just had two of them just had one of the worst concussions probably anyone's ever seen on tv that's not I, saying that that's never happened before but that's right. but i def i definitely think that was probably the worst one to view uh, that I can remember that's probably ever been showed on TV. Yeah. And and it, there's probably, I don't want to say there hasn't been because there's definitely been ones just like that in the NFL, oh, yeah. but this is the most highlighted one because yeah. of all the scrutiny it's, that the NFL is under. And it, he literally yeah. just had a concussion four yep. days before. Yep. Um, the way his body reacted to that brain injury with his hands. Um, yep. It's it doesn't look good on the NFL because it just seems like they're not taking care of their players, yep. especially after like a few years ago the concussion movie came out, and then you had all that stuff with Aaron Hernandez, um, yep. all which, the stuff that you just hear about from past players all the time. Right? Yeah, like, you you hear about guys that are just like I should have never done that, or there you hear guys like they walk away from the league and they're just like giving away million dollar contracts and they're like I don't want to turn my brain into mush. Yeah, I mean, there's been players who've retired because of it. Not not just because yeah. they've gotten concussions, but like guys as young as 26, they're like, I, yep. I don't want to do this. I, mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin my career. I don't yeah. want to ruin I my life. Go, I could go do something else. I can get into to competitive body, Olympic weightlifting. I could go yeah. do something else, non-contact, where I'm still gonna exert myself and compete, but I'm going to keep my mental facilities about me. Exactly, and you know, hopefully, we get to a point where we could 
to decide, you know, diagnose these concussions earlier. So, you know, shit like this doesn't happen or even like a better phrase, some of these teams get souls and realize that you're right. toying with someone's life, right. you know, not just their livelihood, their lives. I know, I know there's a lot of people that are going to say like, Oh, like they're, you're, you're, uh, softening the game by not allowing people to hit each other or it's, it's not as enjoyable. It's okay. Fine. Go do something else. Yeah. Watch another sport. Like, go, I, I go, love bash, go bash your head into the wall. Yeah. Right. But if it's going to make it safer and allow these players to play for longer, um, then I mean, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. I mean, for every Tom Brady, who's been in the league for two decades, yeah. there's how many, guys, how many guys. guys are there that, that are only there for a handful of years? Yeah. I mean, I think what's I the believe, average lifespan of a running back in the I league. Be, like I believe eight, in, eight less, years and less, less, way less. The average, average NFL career is only like three and a half years. Where is that for a specific position or just in anything? general? Right. 3.3 years. Okay. So uh, this is on statistics, statista.com. So I'm not sure the accuracy on this, but it yeah, just that's happened. That was weird. Um, kickers, 4.857 years. Quarterbacks, Which is crazy because you're not, you're not thinking, um, you're not thinking kickers are getting hit that hard. Yeah. And you know, this is, this is, uh, a little old, a few years old, but then it's got running backs, which is pretty much two and a half years. So you're looking at the probably the position that gets they get dinged up the most. Running backs, you know, yeah. they, they have a very short career lifespan. Two, even if two and a half great. years yeah. is the average career of an NFL running back. You know, wide receivers aren't faring much better. About two point eight years. Yeah. Corner cornerbacks, two point nine four mm-hmm. years. Quarterbacks are the second highest, four point four four. Right. So like, but if you, you know, have if you have a Tom Brady on your team like like that guy's getting protected yes he definitely gets protected by the the refs at certain points in games um but he's gonna last longer because he's not getting he's not taking that brute force yeah uh that blunt force trauma to the brain yeah i mean you look at you know you keep using two as an example but you know we'll throw another mobile quarterback lamar jackson Mm -hmm. um that guy you know he's he's very young he's so gifted but he gets beat up because he's a mobile yeah. quarterback. He's someone yeah. that could get outside the pocket, make some plays happen. And because of that, he's not as protected. Like Cam yeah. Newton. You're, Cam Newton had a shorter career because of it. 100%. Roethlisberger got beat up every day because they thought he could take it. And he lasts a long time for, you know, someone who did that. But, you know, not all quarterbacks are protected like Tom Brady. But anyway, let's uh, – let's, oh. let's shift to something a little more yeah. uh, lighthearted. Exactly. Um, so recently, I've started watching the uh, Jeffrey Dahmer documentary. Um, it is <laughs> undoubtedly disturbing. Uh, it's difficult to binge watch. I'll say that for sure. Like, yeah, it seems like, like that. So normally, like if I'm going to watch a show, I'm going to try and watch like as many episodes in one sitting as possible. Yeah. Um, so started watching it on Saturday. This past Saturday, I want to say, we watched two episodes, how to shut it off. We watched another episode, how to go watch something else. Watch the fourth episode. We're like, all right, let's let's <laughs> take a breather. Call it, call it there. We'll watch something else and then like we'll go to go to sleep. Cause it's like it's not scary. It's not a horror show. It's yeah. just so disturbing what he did. And it's obviously all true. Yep. 
Uh, but it is just so disturbing what he did, how he got away with it, how close he was to getting caught like numerous times. Um, if you're not familiar with the Jeffrey Dahmer story, um, he killed uh, 16 people. Uh, is that, by well, that we know of, or is that like, I think just... that he admitted to, okay. And that they could like prove they found remains of like 16 different individuals. Um, but like this was also over the course of like ten or twelve years. So I know it's usually over the course of a while. Usually they're not like kill ten people in, in, in a week. But I mean, I mean, usually, but that's what we know of. Yeah, some people are, some people aren't. But like, if yeah. you aren't familiar, with, or if you're vaguely familiar with Jeffrey Dahmer, I definitely recommend giving the show a watch. It's on Netflix. Um, it's being talked about everywhere. We're, we're probably like late to the game yeah just a little uh, bit i mean i haven't just, even started it yet it's you definitely should watch it uh i'm not going to tell you to stay away from it but definitely uh definitely get into it i want to i want to my fiance does not want to watch it yeah. she is i wouldn't blame her <laughs> she is against watching it you know she's watched fucked up movies she she watched silence of the lambs once and she didn't realize what it was about and then yeah, she the got title, to the, the title point. is deceiving. And then she got to the point where Buffalo Bill is uh, dancing in front of the camera. And then she realized yeah. what it was about. Yep. Um, but I, I haven't watched the Jeffrey Dahmer show. I want to watch it. I just haven't gotten around to it. But I keep seeing like things like people want to cancel it already or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, the uh, the sister of one of the victims, I think, came out and like she was open about it, saying like she's basically reliving what she went through back then because like i guess credit to the the uh producers of the show but they made her like exactly the way she was back then like because she went on trial um they the actress had like the same haircut the same clothes the same look she's like i was basically looking at myself and i just had to relive all of those moments and dealing with that trauma again and people are saying like oh it's it's uh it's not fair to those that that obviously not in this specific circumstance but like to survivors to the 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 victims families and yeah i completely agree this is for entertainment but this is people's lives yeah and these things actually happen to people yep so it's a it's a weird dynamic uh a line balance whatever you want to call it to to kind of tiptoe yeah um, i mean it's it's not the first you know fictional or fully retail or non-fictional retelling of a serial killer you know yeah. there's been plenty of other you know true crime mm -hmm. tv oh, shows yeah. and there, movies that have come out especially like these true crime uh podcasts mm -hmm. those are very very popular now and it's all obviously it's providing a level of entertainment to people and i'm not saying just like entertainment the term that people enjoy it but entertainment the term that people like to be informed they like yeah. to watch things where they're going to learn something and i'm sure everyone's heard of jeffrey Dahmer. they just may not have known exactly what he did they may yeah. know he's a serial killer but they may not have known 
the background of what he did and how he was caught, how he started. And this goes through all of that. Gotcha. It's just, you know, it's, it's one of those things, you know, you said it great the other day to, un, to make sure you don't repeat history. You have to know it. It's, it's Yeah. And I'm not saying like anyone that's going to become a serial killer is going to watch the show and be like, well, I'm not going to be a serial killer. Like, <laughs> they're, they're, there's still some sort of uh mental disconnect and and sort of moral disconnect where people do this but um you need to like kind of know these things so you can prevent yourself maybe from becoming a victim from being weary of people or wary of people that are strangers and overtly nice to you like he invited all these guys into his apartment he brought them to hotels and it was very uh kind to them at first and then the real side a, a switch flicked and he started drugging these guys and then yeah we don't need to we don't need to go into the visual details of what he he'd, did he'd wake up next to them and they'd be dead like that yeah. was that was just... that was his thing he, he said he, he blacked out during a lot of his uh tendencies i guess let's call it or he says he blacked out i I, I if you watch the show i'm thinking you're probably going to say like that's probably a lie just because of how much he enjoys it. Yeah, which is just, just claiming it. Which is just part of how disturbing it is. Like there is one scene where he accidentally like drugs himself. Yeah, gives the gives drinks from the wrong glass of what he's supposed to give this guy, and he ends up blacking out. But then the guy's still dead next to him. He still manages to kill him. He still yeah. does what Jeffrey Dahmer did, so, which is brutally, yeah. disgustingly, and horrifically murder people. So after watching that, I started looking into like other like well-known serial killers and like you've probably heard the name John Wayne Gacy. Yep. Uh, yeah. He was really Fuck bad as well. Like, and I'm saying really bad and that's putting it lightly. Well, that's like the show. Um, I, I never got through the second season. I watched the first season. I loved it. I got about halfway through the second season. I stopped watching it in Mindhunter. Uh-huh. You ever watch that? Yeah, because that's based on like uh it's the first FBI profilers for yeah, that's killers. that's based on like the their work yep. interviewing these guys and like building a, a base profile of how they operate, how they think. Yep, and just how soulless some of these guys are. That's that's, that's a great way, way of putting describe it. it. Yeah. Like I don't remember the name of the, the the guy who they're interviewing throughout the entire first season. He's the first person interviewed. The, the huge guy. Is it John Wayne Gacy? That might have been. I don't know if they named him specifically, um, but I do think that's who it was like based off of. I thought they did. I thought they kept the names of those guys accurate, and but they a, didn't always give an accurate need a Google guy. I'm googling it right now. Um, Ed Kemper. Yeah. Ed Kemper was the guy. And I don't know if you watched it, right? Or did just your wife watch it? I watched a few of them. I didn't watch a lot of them. This guy was a genius manipulator. Like, he he was one of those guys who could just, Mm -hmm. he manipulated them. But he was also massive. This guy was, like, 6'9", like, 300 pounds. Like, this guy... If he wanted the one you with to the do glasses, something, right? Yes, they have the glasses. Yeah, they definitely made his uh, um, appearance look sort of John Wayne Gacy-ish. Gotcha. Yeah, if you look at a picture of him, 
Like yeah. he glasses, mustache, just monster. Oh, guy. so I didn't know that. And Ed, Ed, yeah. Ed Kemper he, was a real uh Ed Kemper real was a person. real guy. Yeah. He was a real person. Um one of the the creep I and this is the creepy thing is like a lot of people or I wouldn't say a lot of people, most people probably have an idea that serial killers are just these dumb psychopath monsters. Hell no. This guy, Ed Kemper, 145 IQ. Yeah, that's like genius. that's uh what's it called? Like Mensa status. Yeah, he he's a he's, he's a certified genius. But this guy just, you know, he was released. He he went so one of the creepiest things about him is that he went to multiple psychiatrists. He he got evaluated, he got imprisoned, you know, he he did all that stuff, but then he got released because psychiatrics convinced him that he was rehabilitated. Yeah. And that he was non-threatening to anybody else. And then what did he do? Went right back out there and started doing it all again. He didn't stop. He's still alive today. He's in jail. Obviously, he's, he's never getting out. And based on what I've seen about him, he doesn't want to get out. He knows what he is and doesn't. he's content with being in jail as he should be in jail for the rest of his life. Some would say that's too good for him. I don't want to comment on that too much, but, you know, you got some of these guys and they get like, something like this gets released. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's, it's, it, it, it doesn't just like the concussion thing. It's, it doesn't, you don't recover from that that quickly. Yeah. Like you need probably years of observation. Yep. Um, close observation, not just like you go do whatever you want. And then you come in and talk about it. Uh, no, like probably, a commitment to some sort of facility but yeah that especially at those times it was it was very unknown of, of like how the brain works um yep. why people do the things they do when they know it's wrong or society tells them it's wrong uh so and they, he was uh he went to i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing this right at his cardero state hospital which is mm-hmm. a maximum security facility that's specifically for mentally ill convicts and yeah. he got released. It's yeah. He and then they they even say it in here. You know, this is Wikipedia, so you can take it with a grain of salt. But here's like one sec. This is, here's one sentence. After his second arrest, Kemper is said to be able to understand how how these tests function, allowing him to manipulate his psychiatrists, admitting mm-hmm. that he learned a lot from the sex offenders to whom he administered tests. For example, they told him to avoid leaving witnesses. It was best to kill a woman after raping her. Like, oh yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> doctor just comes by, says that yeah, that's, that's, he's fine, good like, to go. And then he gets released, yep. and he goes about his business. I guess he he tried going to college. I guess maybe tried to work and live a normal life, but you know that didn't happen. He went right back yeah. to where he what he was doing, went back to murdering and raping and torturing these poor people. Yeah. Is he still alive? Yeah. He is he still is, alive. Yeah. He's 73 years old. Yep. And he, serving, he's, he's, he's apparently concurrent lead. life imprisonments in prison at California Medical Facility. And so what happened in his second term, so since he's been in jail for those for those eight consecutive life sentences, he was first eligible for parole in 1979, which he was denied. Thank you. Yeah. Good. And then he was denied in 1981, 1980, 1981, 1982. And then he uh, sequentially uh, waived his right to a hearing in 1985. Mm-hmm. He was again denied parole in 1988. And then he came out pretty much saying that society's not ready for me in any shape or form. And I can't fault him for that. 
and he's either waived his right or been denied parole ever since then. So, you know, on one hand, at least this guy's self-aware. He's a sociopath and he should not be out amongst society. And at the same time, thankfully, these guys aren't putting him back out there again. Yeah, keep keep behind bars. All right, we we talked about being more lighthearted than we're fucking talking about. (laughs) That was was part of the uh, part of the joke. Yeah, we 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 went we took a different way. Um, You know, I've I've been watching other shows. Have you been keeping up on House of the Dragon? And, I am uh, I am caught up on House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones prequel. Now, should we be careful for spoilers here, or should we just go um, right out? Spoiler alerts: shit? We're going to discuss the show and what happens, and what goes on, and what we think about it. So, give that another count. One, two. Yeah. If three. you don't want to hear spoilers about House of the Dragon, go listen to Joe Rogan or something. That's right. They're actually careful about not spoiling people. Uh, shows for people. We also, don't, don't think I don't think they're discussing House of the Dragon on Joe Rogan. No, they they got other more important topics to talk about, or yeah. you know, talking about each other shitting and doing smelling salts. We do that. Yeah, exactly. Except for smelling smelling salts, that we have I've never done. I don't know no, about you. No, no, no. No, I pepper I pepper spray myself. That's a different story. Though. Right. But House of the Dragon. Um, if you we don't did. know, if you're not familiar, if you're still listening and you don't know the show, it is the prequel to the Game of Thrones show. It takes place 170 something years. Yeah, in the in the past. Uh, so basically, everyone's uh, ancestors are in the show in some way, shape, or form. Yep. Maybe not as major characters, but it's, it centers around the Targaryen family, uh, just like Daenerys's family. She's a Targaryen. And it's basically their 100-year reign. It's 100 right years into their reign. It takes It starts up about 100 years after they took over right. the Seven Kingdoms. And it's so what we've seen so far is over a period of close to 20 years or something yeah. like that. Like and 15, then there's going to be years. there's going to be one more like time jump. Yep. But I think the only characters that are going to be aging in that time jump are the children. Yep. That we've correct. seen in the most recent episodes. Um, so just in true Game of Thrones fashions, there's there's sex there's incest there's nudity there's bloodshed there's gore and there's, uh, dragons. There's, there's dragons um but the story so far has been very very compelling yes because absolutely. well it it definitely started slow and you're just expecting like the game of thrones yeah. like the literally playing the game and now they're getting into more of that as the characters age um because you're seeing family members played against each other and friends played against each other, lovers played against each other. Uh, it's you get all of what Game of Thrones had into this new show. And I, so far, they're doing great for someone who reads the books and who was one of those people who were triggered by the later seasons of Game of Thrones mm-hmm. for how far they strayed from the books. Yeah, so far, these guys are doing it perfectly. Yeah, there's only been one really big change between the books to the show. And that's what happened in the latest episode. How at the, um, at the very end, again, spoiler alerts at the end, when they, they did that quick fake where they made it seem like they killed their husband. Uh huh. But uh, at the end, he was revealed to be alive Yeah. and getting on the pirate ship in the books. He is dead. Okay. They, they out, they don't explain really what happens. And they just say that he was killed by his lover. Yeah. And so the guy who runs away with does kill him in the books. So 
the fact that they kept him alive, I'm not saying that it's going to, but it could lead to some, like, I don't want to say major changes, but it's going to switch things up a bit. Because there is also other characters that aren't in it. Um, that's not to say they won't add them, but um, the queen right now in the show has three children, two sons and a daughter. In the book, she has four children. She has three sons and a daughter. Yeah. So I don't know what they're going to do with that. They may just, you know, it's, you know, in, in true show fashion, you know, Harry Potter did it too. Lord of the Rings did it. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to cut some fat somewhere. Can't have so many yeah. storylines going. So, although this, the missing character, the the fourth son or the third son, I should say, he has a major role in the books. I could see them giving it to one of his brothers. Right. They'll they'll kind combine of combine it. those two characters into one. Yep. I can um, easily see. Yeah, I could that. see that to just simplify. Yep. Um, but it's it's definitely picking up steam and and getting back into that game of thrones mentality where they're uh literally quarreling with everybody and then someone's playing the playing two sides and playing yep. like games behind the curtain yeah, like the cripple, and, the cripple yeah. yeah the, the guy with the cane he middle finger he is yeah i've seen that he's not little finger he's middle finger yeah he's <laughs> he's, he's uh he's playing the queen and and making things happen in her favor but it's also benefiting him yep uh he was just the uh heir to he made himself the heir because of his ancestors not his ancestral home they were given that castle for one reason or another i don't remember what they explained basically had his father killed had his brother killed and now he's first on a whim yeah it wasn't even like oh i thought you wanted this to happen and now you don't want it but look how well it's gone yep i was i was looking at something earlier and I'm, i'm trying to see if i could find it but it was the perfect mirror to how some of these characters are in House of the Dragon versus mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Like comparing the characters, I, I can't find it for the life of me, but it was like, it, it really illustrates you like how a lot of the ways these guys are mirroring each other. Like Kristen Cole, he's a mm-hmm. lot like Jamie Lannister. Yeah. In a lot uh-huh. of ways. Yeah. Um, in terms of he's got too much of an emotional connection in it. He's bitter, extremely bitter yeah. to one person, and he's extremely favorable to the other. Um, you know, like we just said, the guy middle finger, Larry's uh strong. He's pretty much a combination of Varys and uh Littlefinger. Yeah. Um yeah, he's, got, he's, got his, Lannister. he's got his little birds of uh he cut those guys' tongues off so they can't like divulge any secrets by sparing them the the criminals yep i did see something recently or today i think it might have been that um rhaenyra's two boys the oldest one is the offspring of sir Kristen. yeah the younger one's the offspring of uh sir harwin strong yeah because if you look at their hair once they both have dark hair but one's got straighter hair the other one has curly hair they're saying like oh she she either didn't drink the uh the tea quote-unquote tea that the maester gave her to prevent the pregnancy or she did drink it and it didn't work um and she carried that child to term and had a child with each of them Uh, that would definitely see i can definitely see that happening yeah, because uh, neither of those children look like uh, uh, what was his name? 
the fa- the father the quote-unquote father her yeah, husband yeah, no. no they don't look um, like him <laughs> Lane, Laner. Yeah, they, um, yeah, they don't look anything like they don't him. look anything like him. <laughs> um uh, i saw that too i don't that's not something that happens in the books i'll say that like they're right. all they're clearly that guy sir harwin's children yeah um but that would i think that'd be a great thing to throw in there that mm-hmm. you know the oldest son is actually sir Kristen's son and yeah. uh whereas the other two sons are the other guy's sons i think that would be a cool thing to throw in there i do like also the uh Obviously, it's like set design, costume design, whatever you want to call it. But they're basically now, after the most recent episode, just dividing everybody into who's playing on which team. Yeah. And they do a lot of that in the costumes. Yes. Um, Greens versus the blacks. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, that was, I think, actually spoken aloud by somebody. Yeah. Um, and probably Rhaenyra, because she goes to her uncle for help against the greens she says yep um and like you see allison and her two boys they're all with her two boys and the one daughter they're always wearing a dark shade of green and she first started wearing green when it was the the feast the the, the, the wedding feast. The, yeah, yeah the engagement feast which turned into a wedding yeah um in but, straight yeah, game of thrones I, fashion I, someone died yeah. in it <laughs> oh yeah of course it wouldn't <laughs> be a game of thrones wedding. wedding if someone didn't die I mean, even uh, when Rhaenyra married her uncle, they they didn't kill. No one died, but they cut each other. Yeah, yeah. Someone <laughs> bled. Someone yeah, bled for sure. Bleeding. Um, there was something else I saw, and I, I just, I just. The other thing I, oh, I didn't know before, right, but sorry to cut you off. The no, uh, there's like a whole like rumor, myth, legend about the actual throne, about yeah. how the throne will decide whether a king or queen is fit to rule yep and it has decided that viserys targaryen is not fit to rule you you saw him get cut in one of the earlier episodes mm-hmm. and it's only plagued his life ever since yeah and he's had like a 20 year long infection yeah that just never healed i mean you no. stay, they they don't really show it a lot but in the earlier episodes yes he was yeah he cut his hand he had a bad infection mm-hmm. like around his pinky finger in later episodes, his fingers were his, completely gone. His one, his pinky turns black. Yeah. Then he's got, he's missing his pinky and his ring finger. Yeah. You see those open sores throughout his whole body. And then yep. even without him taking his clothes off, you just see how old and decrepit he's gotten. Yeah. He's got um, some sort of degenerative disease going on with him. Yeah. And I mean, now you can see he's old. You know, he, he is an old man mm-hmm. at this point in the books, as well as in the show. He's supposed to be, you know, we don't look at as old today, but he's supposed to be in his like sixties, I think, at this point. Yeah, and back, that's for that that he's old. "Quote unquote," back then, that's old. Yeah. That guy's like a a great grandpa. Yeah, and what you said is true. It's it's really prevalent in the books. They reference it a few times in the show, both House of Dragon and Game of Thrones, that the Iron Throne will reject you. Um, yeah. and it's when they you start to get cut uh, is the first sign of rejection. Like Aegon the Conqueror never got cut. Um, his second son and his third son, who both reign after him, both get cut. One's just a weak-willed guy who just yeah. doesn't have the stomach for anything. And to the point where his older he eventually dies like a, a heart attack or something at the at the old age of 35. Little bitch. <laughs> and uh his younger brother takes over, and you've heard his name before. His name was Magor the Cruel. Right. He is picture Joffrey. But instead of being this a twerp 
an insane twerp who just uh-huh. needed to get smacked around. Picture this like six foot five monster. He's, he's, he's doing it himself. Yeah, he could do it himself. He can crush you with his hands. He can crush he's, you with the sword. He's not a. He's not pinning prostitutes to the wall with a crossbow. Yeah. He is. He's, he's taking them. He's fucking them, and then he's ripping them in half. He's, he's crushing their like eyeballs that. out through the back of their head. Pretty much like the mountain, but the king. Yeah, and a little more smart. You know, and, and one of the things that starts happening to him is towards the end of his reign, he starts getting cut multiple times. Mm-hmm. And then they eventually find him dead on the Iron Throne. Right. And they don't really say what happens. It's either an assassin killed him or yeah. he killed himself on the throne or the throne killed him. Yeah. You know, if so. Maybe, maybe don't make a chair out of swords. Exactly. And then if you go further in the future, the Mad King. Yeah. In the books, he's referred to as sometimes the Scab King. Because his body was covered in scabs from getting right. cut sitting on the Iron Throne. So, yeah. yeah, no, that it's it's entirely plausible that Viserys has been rejected by the Iron Throne and he's degenerating slowly because mm-hmm. of the Iron Throne. And we even knew that because uh, there was mention of uh, Viserys in the earliest episodes of the Game of Thrones series where Daenerys is talking to her brother and he's in his attempt to become king and he she, yeah. she even tells him, she's like, were you told... Uh, Viserys was a, a great and wise king because yeah. they know their family tree better than anybody and it's no it's not good she's, not all of them are good she's 100% right in, in yeah. claiming he's not a good guy exactly you know it's 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 a frame it's some not a frame wow it's it's a sentence that Cersei in Game of Thrones says at one point yeah. it was a saying about Targaryens is uh, you flip a coin and in you hold your breath. It's either going to yeah. be yep. genius yeah, or it's going to be insanity. Like before, we didn't see, but in this series, you, before Viserys became king, there was, uh, what was it, like 100 years of peace and prosperity? It was uh, or, or, sorry, yeah, it, it was, was a very it, long amount of time. It's like 50 years. Something and it like was that. all under one king. And he, he, was, he was trying to extend that through his yeah. rule. And then obviously that was not possible after they yeah he he extended it for a little while until he had to go to war with uh the triarchy which apparently didn't work because yeah they're already back spoiler spoiler alert and now there's (laughs) a lot of infighting amongst his family and rumors and it's like he kept it it's like similar to his predecessor which was his grandfather there's no major wars it's right. not like what you see in or what's coming in house of the dragon and what you see in game of thrones which is yeah. the war of the five kings there's no outright war there's little conflicts here and there but nothing on a large scale yeah. the largest scale was that fighting against triarchy yeah but yeah, that was that, against a foreign aggressor that wasn't in fighting within the seven right kings. that's yeah that's not one house against another house or numerous houses against numerous allied houses it's it's yeah it's so far an aggressor something that needed to be dealt with or else it would have threatened their peace exactly but so far i love it um yeah i think it's a great show if you're still listening to this episode of the podcast go watch house of the dragon house of the dragon or if you haven't watched game of thrones go watch game of thrones and read the books do yourself do yourself a favor yeah by the time by the time you finish all the books and all the shows, there might be the next book. No, released. it's not going to happen. <laughs> I I it am a big be. reader. I've I've there read I've read those five books. I've read almost every book he's actually put out for the Game of Thrones, or it's called The Song of Ice and Fire. Mm-hmm. 
I, I've read them. I read them over three times and I, I don't get bored of them. I think they're great. I can't, I, it, they're great. And you know, they're also 20 times more graphic in the books than they are oh, in the yeah. show. Like the red wedding, for instance, yep. red wedding is 10 times worse in the books than it is in the show. Yeah. But I will give the show credit. What happens in about two pages in the books, they do that. It's, it's really only like two pages in the books. Yeah. And then they manage to do that. Perfectly. But I think it, it doesn't matter. You could, you could, uh, you could put it together. You, 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 could, you, you could write out something that's much worse in fewer words than you can show it on screen. I think. Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, look at because if you want to, if you want to flesh that out, that feeling that the words get, like you really have to like show the viewer what you want them to see. Yep. Like in a book, you just write it down and it's it's there. Like in a show, you have to like flesh out how this person is and why they're so bad and and what they're doing and how they undermine or how cruel they are and then it finally like gets to the point where they do something but in a work in a book you can like use more expressive words yeah and and define that person yeah much better and much quicker at least in my opinion no you're 100 right i'm a good i'm a I, i read i try to read a lot um but I, I think I think a book does it much better than a, a show does, especially because yeah. when you're reading, you're you're forming your own mental image of what you're reading. So yeah. now it's like kind of you exactly. put like your own personal interpretation on it. And then one of which is saying with adding more depth to characters, the best example of that, and although he is the best character, I think we all would agree in Game of Thrones, Tyrion. He's yeah. the best character, everyone's favorite character. Yeah. In the in the show, they make it, you know, he's the good guy. He he's on the bad guy's side for a lot of for half of it, but mm-hmm. he's the good guy. Yeah, just by birth. In the in the books, he's a very gray character. He is not a good guy. Like Jon Snow is and, and the Starks in the books are really the only guys you can sit there and say, and even they sometimes do some fucked up things, but they're the only ones you can really say are good guys. Right. Tyrion in the books. He's willing to do some fucked up things. Uh, one guy is like telling a story about his affair with the prostitute. Mm-hmm. And he does the only rational thing. You know, he has the guy killed. And instead of just having him killed, he has him cut up and fed and, and cut up into pieces of meat, put into stew that's fed to the poor people in King's Land. Right. Yeah. You so, could just kill a guy. And yeah, it's only the rational thing to do is feed him to the poor. You know, yeah. it's, it's a rational that's, thing. That's, to do. that's a Jeffrey Dahmer thing. Exactly. And he does that. Yeah. He, you know, not to ruin everyone's self-image of this great guy, Tyrion Lannister, but in the books, he also, he rapes a prostitute at one point. You know, he's, he's not a good guy. He really isn't, but he's one of the the greatest characters, I think, my opinion, in history, history of books and in television. It's a bold claim. I, I, you look at him and it's just, you know. Jesus was in a book, you know, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to keep going with that. (laughs) We're not going to keep going with that. But uh, yeah, no, for everyone listening, if you're still listening after Greg and I ranting about house of the dragon for about a half hour, it's a great show. Let us know what you think. Yeah. So if you're still listening to this conversation, this one-on-one conversation, a set of dialogue between Jake and I, um, we appreciate it. Don't think we'll be doing it very often. Hopefully, like we said at the beginning of the episode, we'll have more of our participants participating. I think we uh, might get banned from doing this, you and me, because we uh, just go into TV right. commentary. I think <laughs> I think we could probably do this for six hours on different topics. Like yes, if you could. just if you just let us go, if we had the time, we could just go on and on and on. But we're not about to 
put people through that. Maybe we'll save a conversation for another day. Maybe we could probably do this in like a shorter episode. We take one topic, talk about it for like 20, 30 minutes, and then just end it. Yeah, like a, like a normal a normal, yeah. Instead yeah. of us, which rant, we talk about concussions and we go into House of Dragon and serial killers. Jeffrey Dahmer and serial killers. Yeah, we, we go all over the place. All right. But we next, hope everyone Next week it. on Guys Night Podcast, we'll discuss the BTK killer. Yeah, right. We're going to go around, guys. You know, we got Ed Kemper. We got Jeffrey Dahmer. We'll talk about the BTK. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about them all. Yeah. With that being said, we hope you guys enjoyed listening. Uh, this is Jake and Greg signing off from Guys Night. Peace.